Yes, Lord. 
10,000 reasons for my heart. right now we're going to sing one more time bless the lord bless the the statute said we're not going to worship nobody else but God they refuse it better to be in the fire even when it does not serve us we're still going to worship him we will worship him even in the fire 
Even in the middle of the storm, we're still going to worship our God. It does not matter if it serves us, if it does not serve us. So this morning together, in one accord, we're going to raise our voice and we're going to sing, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, oh, my soul, worship His holy name, sing like never before, oh, my soul, Jesus, you brought ever down. My sins was great, you love. Oh, Jesus. What could separate us? What a wonderful name. What a wonderful name. What a wonderful name it is. 
nothing compares What a wonderful name it is. The name of what a wonderful name. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus. Oh, the name of the Lord is so powerful. The name of Jesus is so powerful. The name of Jesus is so wonderful. The name of Jesus is so powerful. Oh, your name, Lord. Your name is so great. Your name is so wonderful. Oh, oh, oh. Thank you, Jesus. Death could not hold you. The faith of before you. The silence devils of sin and grave. The heavens are roaring. The praise of your glory. Nothing can stand against what a power. Oh, let's go. What about death could not hold you? Death could not hold you. The phantom before you, you are the us of sin and grave. Heavens are roaring, the praise of your glory for you. Powerful name it is the name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a powerful name it is. Nothing can stand against. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. Loving the Lord, the name of Jesus is so powerful. Yes, Lord. The Bible says, Every knee shall bow. At the mention of your name, every knee shall bow. Demons that run away in the name of Jesus. We're going to sing one more time. What a powerful name it is. Oh, Jesus, mighty God. What a powerful name it is. What a powerful name it is.
time. What a powerful name. What a powerful name it is. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a powerful name it is. Nothing can stay against. What a powerful name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Sing hallelujah. Sing hallelujah. Sing hallelujah. Sing hallelujah. Then sing your presence, 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 then sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah. Let's sing your presence. 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 Sing hallelujah. Sing hallelujah. Sing hallelujah. Sing hallelujah. Sing hallelujah. That's in your presence. 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 That's in hallelujah. Sing hallelujah. Sing hallelujah. Sing hallelujah. Sing hallelujah. Sing hallelujah. Sing hallelujah. In your breath, that's in your presence, that's in your presence, that's in your presence, that's in your presence, that's in your breath, that's in sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah. Keep on singing hallelujah till you come again. Yes, we will. Oh, oh. One more time, sing hallelujah. 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 Sing your presence. Sing your prayer. In your presence, 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 
somebody will give Jesus a great, great hand of praise. Come on, why don't you put your hands together and give Jesus crazy, crazy praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Please, turn to somebody, welcome them here this morning, early service at Faith City. It's so good to have you all here to see you. Right up and earlier, you may take your seat after you've greeted somebody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to each one of you. Quick announcement, um, stay for the 10 o'clock as I always say. You know, a lot of people feel like when they've attended one service, their uh, consciousness has been seared, right? It's not about your consciousness, it's about your love towards the Lord. So even if, you have, even if we have four meetings on a Sunday, been four meetings on a Sunday, people say that, I, I've seen people say that they're hungry for the Lord until uh, they're in the presence of God, then you can really see who's hungry for the Lord. Can I say something free of charge? Before you marry a woman, before you marry any guy, first see how much they love Jesus. And you will always see that in their worship. If you have a non-worship, don't marry him. Don't marry her. Please hear me. The worship reflects how much he loves the Lord. Amen. Her worship reflects how much he loves the Lord. Can I get an amen? Alright, so 10 o'clock, we're going to start with a new series on the 10 o'clock. It's going to be extraordinary. Uh, I believe something happened, and I'm going to, can I quickly give you a testimony before I'm going to get to the word? Okay, it's very quiet this morning, but I thank God that I'm alive. <coughs> the 10 o'clock service, I'm going to start to teach you on the character of God. And we're going to start going into God as the provider. The reason for that is, Friday evening, the Lord spoke to me, said, I want you to go and pray. I felt an urgency. Now, I need the Bible school students that will help me remember on, on Wednesday evening, I taught you about hearing the voice of God. So God spoke to me and said, I want you to go and pray. So I went into a room, closed the door, and I was praying. And, and in actual fact, I wasn't praying. And, and, and I want to ask you as a church, and I'm going to teach you this. We have to stop saying that we wait on the Lord. The Lord waits on us. Friday evening, God said to me, I'm, I'm waiting on you. you. You say that you're waiting on me. No, I'm waiting on you. And that's when you start to walk in relationship with the Lord. He's already waiting for you. So when you get there, he's already there. Who knows what I'm talking about? Just wave at him. So he was already there. When I closed the door, he was there. There was a, there was a holy fear I felt. I dropped to the ground. I weep before him. And he started speaking to me about provision as the Lord, our provider. And he, he gave me a word. He spoke to me, to me about the ravens that will bring the provision. Who knows what I'm talking about? So 2 o'clock in the morning, I rushed to Aileen and I said, listen, I have a word. God gave me a word about the ravens that will come. But, but I have to say this. When I was praying, I said to the Lord, Lord, your word says that you will confirm your word through signs following. And I said to him, every time I speak, every time I preach, I pray that you'll confirm your word with the accompanying signs that will follow it. So now I'm telling her about what God gave me about the, the provision that's coming. So as God's my witness, at 2 o'clock in the morning, there came a bird at our window. And I don't know, I don't know. I don't know what birds do. I know lions roar. I don't know what birds do, but they chirp. And I, so I heard, eh. And when I went, eh, my phone went off, and there's money that somebody paid in. And, 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 and do you know what happened? The bird says, eh. And my phone goes off again. Another SMS. And the bird says, eh, again. And another SMS comes through. And we are looking at each other at 2 o'clock in the morning. Why is that bird not sleeping? He's there, you know? 
and he's there, and I'm there, yeah. Woo! So, so God, why do I say this? Because God said, I will back up what you preach. And I declare that provision is coming to the household of faith. In such measures that God will use the stingy to bless you. God will use the vultures to bless you. Oh, oh right. 10 o'clock. Buddies, we're going to get into another dimension of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. So this morning, I'm going to finish off with the church of Jesus. Is that fine? And uh, I want you to follow me. Read your Bible with me. Take some notes. Because I believe it's going to bless you. This is not Pumsak. This is the hour and the season that we're living in. By the way, I want to say this free of charge. Jesus Christ is coming back. If you're in part of this church, you're going to hear this every single month. Jesus Christ is coming back. It's not a story. It's not a fairy tale. He's here. I, in actual fact, I want to tell you that the Jews in Jerusalem are singing songs about the Messiah that is at the door. Come on, all the Jews on the calendar knew or know that Jesus Christ is on his way. So Jesus said, if I come back to earth, will I still find faith? Will I still find faith? Because we are living in a faithless generation. We live in a generation, you know, this dinner said something powerfully to me last night. He says, many times grace sent people to hell. Because people, it's just grace, grace, I do whatever I want, grace, grace, grace. And they die and they end up in hell. Because grace is not a free ticket to sin. Grace enables you to get out of sin. Is somebody listening to me in this place? Jesus Christ is coming back for what? A spotless church. Would you say spotless church? Come on, say this again. A spotless church. Now, I want you to, to focus with me in the book of Genesis. When God gave Adam and Eve dominion over the earth. And by the way, Adam and Eve, if you think about this, Adam, Adam wasn't born. From a mother. Alright. God created him. So out of his sight. God took a partner. Called Eve. This is what I always tell the guys. I said. If, you're, if, you're, if you don't understand your wife. Don't worry about that. It's normal. You know. You weren't even awake. When God created her. <laughs> you don't know what he put in her. So don't worry about it. It's not your fault. Alright. It's not your fault. <laughs> Alright. So. I want to draw your attention to Genesis chapter 3. And verse 14, now, after the serpent told Eve, you know, God is actually not telling you the truth. If you eat this fruit, you'll, you'll not die, you'll live forever. And in any case, so long story short, here's what God said to the serpent. By the way, just look at me quickly. The serpent, before the fall, did you know he had legs? The serpent was walking upright. Hear me, the serpent was walking upright. A serpent, as we know, a snake was never crawling. He wasn't crawling on his belly. He had feet. So what the Lord is saying to him, so the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all the cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go. He wasn't on his belly before that. Wave at me. On your belly you shall go. So he was cursed to the ground. And this is what he says, all the days of your life and I will put enmity or I will become an enemy between you and the woman. There will be an, there will be an enemy between you and the woman. And between your seed and her seed. And by the way, her seed is in capital S. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Now, I'm going to quickly say this. Look at me. Watch me. The Lord said to him, because you've done this, you will crawl on your belly. Cursed are you. Cursed are you. So, what? in actual fact, a serpent, a serpent had legs. A serpent 
can, they, they reckon back then they were created in such a form that they could have walked upright in the Garden of Eden. But because of sin, what did the Lord say to the serpent? You will never, ever, 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 ever from this day have the power to look at us like this. You will be brought low to the ground. And this is where you will, you will be forever. And then the Lord said the following thing. He says, from this day, there will be a big wrestle between two things. The seed of the woman and your seed. Now the seed of the woman, if you didn't know this, is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the seed of the woman. And the seed of Satan is the offspring or people that follows, not the Lord, that follows the enemy. That's the seed of Satan. And then God says the following. He says, the seed of the woman will do what? It will crush your head. And the only thing that you will do is you will bite it on the heel. In other words, what God said from the beginning of time. By the way, if you don't know this, this is before Jesus died on the cross. God said to Satan, you have such, the only authority I give you is that which is under Jesus' feet. It was like be a small dog that just bites on the ankles but can't do much. Church, you missed something. Jesus has given you dominion and authority and power in the Garden of Eden after the fall. Long before the restoration, God says, um, this is the only power I give you. You'll be on your, on your, on your stomach. Hallelujah. So here's what God is saying. God says, my seed will become an enemy. It will crush Satan's head. By the way, if you didn't know this, everything that you do, everything that you say is seed. You know, a lot of people say, well, the Bible doesn't speak about finances as seed. Wrong. Paul speaks about finances as seed. F finances is seed. Say it with me, finances is seed. Did you know that if you sow your time, it's seed? Try this side. If you sow love, it's seed. If you sow hate, it's seed. If you sow favor, it is seed. And, 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 and did you know that the Bible says that when God told Noah to build an ark, Noah has not yet seen rain. By the way, it was not raining when God said to, uh, to Noah build an ark. It was calm. Noah built something in the time of calm that will keep him in the time of storm. This is what seed does. Seed has the potential to keep you in the time of storm. Now, please hear me quickly. If you give your time to the Lord, it's seed that you've sown. Okay. I, I, I pray that the Holy Spirit will help you this morning. Everything according to this word cannot fail. Anything, if I sow my time according to this word, cannot fail, cannot come back void. The Bible says God is, he is, he is true to his word. He's not a liar. The Bible says he's not a man that he can lie. Come on, there's no deceit found in God. Is someone listening to me? And, and when, 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 the, when the word goes out, the Bible says he's ready to perform his word. So how do I sow? What do I sow? If I speak about seed in any form, I have to have the Bible as my direction of sowing. If, if, let's, let's go to time. If you sow your time, the Bible says God will add time to you. Now, if it's biblical, I don't have to say much about sowing seed. If, this, is, this is what the problem is with churches today. When we get to the offering part, many people say, oh, they want our money again. No, we don't want your money. We want to give you an opportunity to put your seed into the ground according to the word of God. For the word of God cannot come back void. It means if seed leaves my life, now how must I give? Read the Bible. According to the word, it cannot come back void. Come on, somebody listen to me. Now this is how you crush poverty. 
You crush poverty. What does the Bible teach us? The Bible teaches that the seed of the woman will do what? The seed of the woman will do what? Now, seed has the potential to do this. If this poverty, seed has the potential to crush poverty. When time is against you, the seed that you sow with your time has the power to do what? If the doctor says that you've got two weeks to live, no. My seed will crush the head of the serpent and anything that comes against me. Now, do you know what the thing is? If you put seed into the ground and you don't water it, it will never grow. What, we, what Christians do, we put seed in the ground, but we don't water it. You have to water it. You have to put water on the seed. And how do I put water on the seed? Well, this is what I do. I go to the God. It is written. Give and it shall be given. A good measure. Shake it together. Press down. And running over will men give unto my bosom. I water my seed. Lord, your word says that you'll make the sun and the moon to stand still for me. You'll add years to my life. Oh God, I thank you, my seed crushes. The head of the serpent. Now this is how the body of Christ should live. The body of Christ should live in overflow. The body of Christ should understand that everything I do, please look at me. When you stand before God one day, and I promise you, your husband will not be with you there. Your wife is not going to stand with you and give accountability for your life. And do you know what's going to happen? Your whole life will be played in front of you. And you're going to have to give accountability for what you've said, for what you've done. This is why, can I be honest and frank and listen, even if this clears the church out this morning, that's fine. Do you know what I'm sick and tired about? Offended people. Grow up! Everything offends us nowadays. But I know these times must come because Jesus says in the last days people will be offended. So the more you being offended, the quicker Jesus can return. But please remember, the more you're offended, you'll, you'll stay behind. Because you will be part of the falling away. The remnant is not easily offended. The remnant is not about me. It's not my time. It's his time. That Jesus said the following. He said, if you want to inherit the kingdom of God, you have to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your might, with all of your power. Do you know what this means? It means I love him with all of my time. With all of my time. I love him with all of my money. I love him with every beat of my heart. I love him with all of my worship. I love him with all of my praise. If you don't do this, Jesus said, the kingdom of God will not be for you. Can I tell you the second thing I'm sick and tired of? Of people looking for preachers to become a chummy and a buddy. I'm not your chummy this morning. I'm the minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. I said, amen. I'm not your buddy. I'm not here to preach you happy. I'm here to preach you free. Church of Jesus Christ, wake up and arise in this hour. I'm sick and tired of people wanting ministers to soothe their conscience. Oh, give us a happy service. Oh, make me feel good. I don't want you to feel good. I want you to feel free. I want you to know that you know that you know there's something in me that must change. Mark my words, write this down, and then quote me on this. God is going to judge the lukewarm church. He's going to judge lukewarm Christians. You know, we, we a lot of times we say, oh, what a privilege it is to preach the gospel. And, you know, when you preach the gospel, there's a responsibility that I have. But let me quickly tell you, there's a responsibility on your shoulders too. How you receive the mantle of God. You didn't hear this from me. 
But I'm going to say this. After fearing God, the greatest thing you can do is honor a man of God. It's quiet now. I'm so quiet in this place. You've got a responsibility what you sit under. You've got a responsibility what you listen to. Because the truth will set you free. What I'm doing now, what, what am I doing now? I'm releasing seeds in this place. And these seeds will not come back void. It will spring up and it will bear fruit. If you believe it, put those hands together and give Jesus a shout of praise in this place. Hallelujah. This is why Jesus is coming back. Everything that you do is seed. Can I read your scripture? Please, mark it with me. I'm going to read from Luke chapter 9. And this is the words of Jesus. Alright? This is not my own opinion, chapter 6 verse 3. This is the Bible. Okay. Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand into the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. This is deep. If you have tasted and you have seen, you've touched and you turn around, the Bible says, heaven will not be for you. You know what? Can I go on number three? When people say, oh, God said. And then next week, God changes his mind. And the week after that, God got another word again. Stick with what God told you the last time you've heard him. And don't deviate from the path. If God told you, to pack up your stuff and go to Cape Town. He's not going to change his, 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 his word next week and say, oh, now I want you to go to Durban. And then you get to Durban and God says, oh, I, I've changed my mind. It's, it's, it's Paul Aquane now. You know, God's not a schizophrenic. Church, God is not a schizophrenic. It's time that the church stop lying and say, God has said, if you do not hear God. Very quiet this morning. If you put your hand in the plow, if you put your hand in a plow and you look back, you are not. This is why when, 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 when God called me, there's not one Sunday I woke up and said, listen, I am offended. Today I'm not going to preach. I've got some issues to sort out. No, you're going to hell. Wake up. God doesn't need you. God can say, you don't want it. Tinas, I'll anoint you. You do the preaching. Oh, you don't want to worship. Don't worry. My rock will cry out. What is the church doing in this final hour? Jesus is coming back for a glorious church. But the glorious church is the sick, the lame, and the lazy. And you know what we do is we, we have this McDonald's mentality, the Christians today. You know, it's a quick pick up, drive, and move. We've, we get questions. Listen, last night somebody wrote me a bad letter. Yeah, I received in the back of the church a bad letter about there's nothing happening in this church. There's no presence of God. I said, yeah, I, I think you did. They said, we, we, we've heard that God is in this place. And the same person in the letter says, do you know what? I fear that church. I can't walk into that church. There's just something. I know there's a something. It's called the someone. It's the Holy Ghost. A holy God. A holy God. The church wants us to buy them today. There's no pie in this church. There's some glory, there's some glory rolling, but that, that's about it. You'll feel the glory of God, but we're not going to buy people into heaven. We have to preach you free. The, 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 Jesus didn't have, when he thought about the church, he didn't thought about this. In the book of Acts, if I look at Acts, 
in the book of Acts, people came to church. The Bible says they were added daily to the church. On a Sunday, do you know what we do? We go to the dam. We put our yacht on the, on the, on the, on the ocean. And, and, and we've got all these plans. We do cycling. And we do gymming. And we go to the mall. What about a Saturday? No, Saturday we're drinking. And you think the Lord is saying, wow, that's my boy. Down that thing, brother. Down it. What are the church going into? Can I go on? I'm not fighting. I'm preaching. You know, sometimes when you are passionate, if you know really me personally, I'm very passionate about the Lord. Oh, I'm very, I'm very passionate about the Lord. And sometimes you get frustrated if people don't want to serve God like you serve Him. And they don't see further because they think that they can buy God, you know. Oh, but God's a God of love. Absolutely, but He's also a God of judgment. He's also a God of righteousness. Amen. God, I want you to high-five your neighbor and say, this man is speaking to me this morning. Everything is seed. If you invest your time, if you do anything for the, for the Lord. Calvin, you play drums. Do you think you play it for the church? No, you do not play this for the church. You do it for the Lord. Come on. You, you park the cars. You, whatever you do. Tinas, whatever you do. My God. It's not for the church. It's not for me. It's for the Lord. It's for the Lord. The Lord sees what you have put into the ground. And this is, this is seed. Everything that you do. And do you know what is also seed? Moaning about it. It's also seed. If you moan about doing something for the Lord, don't do it. Don't do it. There's a lot of people that feels it's the, uh, the, the biggest honor to do something for the Lord. Come on. I'm talking to you about seed. Seed has the, the potential to break every cycle in your life. Come on. Seed has the potential to destroy every hate that come against you. Seed has the power to bring your enemy low. And you only have far with that thing. It will bite you a little bit. Only, but you don't even feel it. If you have a message for the devil, write it under your shoe. If you study the book of Revelation, now a lot of people don't understand the Revelation. You know, people come to me and, can I be honest? Can I be clear? Welcome to the viewers of Podbean and Facebook and all the television stations. Welcome to Faith City. <sighs> Just be polite quick and then go into it. People today, the church of Jesus today, see... Dragons, demons, Satan. I've never, ever heard somebody in this church come to me and say, I've seen the angels today. I've seen the Lord. I've got people that, I see dragons, I see alligators, I promise you. There's a dragon just here, there's a dragon just here, there's a dragon just here. The, and the scary part is that they don't see Jesus. They don't see the Lord, they don't see God in anything. The last time I've read is he's under my feet. Oh, God, he's under my feet. And so what are we busy with? If we see the devil in everything that we do, we are so devil conscious that we miss God. God is greater than Satan. Yeah, God can give you a vision. But let me tell you something. If you, the only thing that you see in praise and worship is dragons and alligators, there's a problem with you. Then you have to come for deliverance. We'll, we'll pray for you and deliver you from that alligator spirit. But when you praise and worship God, you enthrone Him. You enthrone Him. You don't enthrone Satan. No, you don't hear me. We enthrone Him. This is why we sing songs until He's happy. Not until we're happy. We enthrone Him. We don't enthrone Satan. We don't enthrone demons. We don't enthrone dragons. When I lift up my voice, devils are fleeing in seven different directions. Is somebody listening to me? 
No longer will we cater for this nonsense in this church. There's no dragons flying around. In this place, this is holy ground. We are standing on holy ground. On holy ground. Lift up thy eyes and see the living creatures. See the angels of God. That's it. That's what's in this place. If you believe that, give him a shout of glory in this place. If you see strange things, the only thing strange that you'll see here, maybe in your spirit, your eyes will open up and you'll see an angel that looks like a wheel in a wheel with eyes everywhere. That's fine. That's biblically correct. That is called a living creature. And he is standing at the throne of God. You'll see that. When you open your eyes, you'll see big men. Big men. Some of them have six wings. Some of them have four. Some of them have two. That's fine. That we'll see. But I promise you, when we lift up our voices in one accord, no devil in hell can stand the power of God. This is why the letter says, oh, I fear that church. No, it's not you that fear that church. It's the devil on the inside of you that can't stand the presence of God. This is why Satan will always attack any seed that is of value to the Lord, he will attack. Okay, let me teach you something. If you sow seed financially, you tithe. Now there's an attack on your tithing. Do you know why there's an attack on your tithing? It's because you have done something so correctly. The Bible, what does the Bible say? There will be an enemy between your seed and his seed. He fights the seed that is of worth, of value. Now what I do here on a Sunday, do you know what I do? I release seed. When I make Jesus reality to you, or through the Holy Spirit, obviously he's the one who makes Jesus real, but I'm teaching you now to go into the presence. When I go to my home, he's already waiting for me. There's not a fight. Close the door and bang, he's there. Because it's seeds that you have sown. My wife and I, there's not anything in this world that we have not yet given away. We've sowed every single seed that you can think about. Do you know why? It gives us the knowing here that in the future there will be no lack. <laughs> because our seed has crushed Satan. Your giving is a sign that you have won over greed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm almost there. So now, why did I go on to dragons? Because in Revelation, we'll see, the Bible speaks about the dragon. But that dragon is not going to be a dragon in Revelation. It's going to fly out of the sea like something out of Harry Potter. It's not. It's spiritual. You have to understand the scripture in context. If I read from Revelation 1 to Revelation 3, I'll, I'll see the mercy of God. I'll see the grace of God. After Revelation chapter 3, you will see judgment. So what this means is that the church are raptured round about Revelation chapter 3. The church will be raptured. This is the reason why there's still mercy and grace on the earth is because of his people. Wave at me if you of his people. People of the way. Alright, so there's grace and mercy. So after that, the, ch the church will be raptured. The church will be taken away and will be with the Lord forevermore. And so after that, there is judgment. This is where the, the angels come and, and release this, the seven seals of judgment. Say judgment. But before that, in Revelation 1 and Revelation chapter 2, if people ask me, Vessel, where are we on the calendar? I believe with all of my heart, with every ounce of being in me, we are in Revelation chapter 2, where God is speaking to the church, the church of Revelation. And, and, and I'm speaking to you about the church of Jesus. This is fine. Wave at me if this is okay. So the Lord has, has spoken to the church and, 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 and he, he, there's, there's different kinds of churches. And the chapter or, or Revelation 2 verse 1 speaks about the, the loveless church. I'm just going to quickly tap on you. You can read about this. It, to, the, to the loveless church. Now, 
the, the, the scripture says this loveless church has lost its first love. Now what I want you to hear me quickly. I, if I speak about these churches, I'm not speaking to you about an organization. I'm not speaking to you about a denomination. I'm speaking to you about a people. I've got people here that's a loveless church. I've got people here that's a sold out church, a faithful church, etc., etc., etc. So if we look at our lives, this is what Paul says. Paul says, I have to study myself, approve whether I'm still of the faith or not. So when the Bible says that God is speaking against the loveless church, you know what he goes on? He says, he says, I have this against you that you have left your first love. Now, I've said this many times. I want to say this again. The pastor, the prophet, and the apostle, and the evangelist, and the teacher is not the head of the church. The deacon is not the head of the church. I've got bad news for you. The Kerkrat is not the head of the church. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. And he says, I have one thing against you that you've left your first love. Who's your first love? Your first love is Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to stir some things up in this place. Maybe you have to close this door, Tina, lock it. The 10 o'clock people who don't have to come in, lock it. Because I've got something to give to you. It's a, so the Bible speaks about a loveless church. A church that has left its first love. Now, anything that's not based on eternity is a royal waste of time. How many of you, please be honest, you, you can't lie. If you lie, Holy Spirit will zap you out, okay? How many of you sit in this place and you have a worry? Please be honest, lift your hands. You worry about something. You worry about something, someone, finances. Now, lift your hands, be honest. There's no condemnation here, all right? All right, so everybody, more or less, has a worry. Now, did you know that the Bible says everything that you go through right now will change? It's just a season. So when you worry about it, it adds nothing, no, nothing of value to eternity. People, think about this, and I know we all have to work. We all have to work. You have to work to eat. I understand that. But think about everything that you work into this earth is a royal waste of time. It is Sunday again. Life is like a vapor, Paul says. It was just Sunday. Worship band, you, you know what I'm talking about. It was just Friday. And he's also here. Here we practice again. Time is going like this. And what is, what I'm doing, what changes eternity? So when you come to church, you practice, changes eternity. You, you know, God honors people that worship Him. Alright, so I prepare my sermon, I come here on a Sunday, I preach my heart out. To some people that don't even honor. Write letters and talk nonsense. You know, instead of thanking God for what you sit on every Sunday... But in any case, that's, that's part of, it's not even part of the, it's not even a, a subject. What are we busy with? It's no eternity worth. No eternity worth. You gather on earth for what? You quarrel. You fight. You fight against your husband and your wife. And, and you fight against this guy and this guy. The Bible says the wrestle, the fight is not even against each other. It's a spiritual war. And so you fight about things that can never change eternity. It's not going to change where you go. To be right doesn't make you saved. I have to give the last word. No, you have to be the one that can always say, I'm sorry. Even if you're not wrong. That displays the, that displays the character of God. In my house, I'm never wrong. But I'm always sorry. Never wrong, but always sorry. <laughs> you display the character of God. Because there's 
quarreling is, there's no worth. So what is Jesus saying? He says, this is that I've got against you. You've left your first love. Your first love is Jesus. He says, I've got it against you that you don't love him. You go to church to soothe your own conscience. Can I, can I give it to you like it is? Biblical, not biblical. Jesus says, many will come to me in that day and say, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied? Have we not casted out demons? And the Lord will say, go away, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. I'm not asking you a question whether you know the Lord or not. My question is whether the Lord knows you, whether you have an intimate relationship with the Lord. If you say yes and amen, then it means all of your time belongs to Him. The 8 o'clock, the 10 o'clock, the 12 o'clock, the 2 o'clock, the 4 o'clock, the 6 o'clock. Every ounce of your being belongs to Him. Every thing that you receive from your job, every contract that you get in your, in your business, it's not yours. I love Him with all of my money. I love Him with all of my might. I love Him with all of my praise, with all of my worship. Come on, if you get tired in worship, you remember, I'm not worshiping a dead God. I could have been in a mosque bowing down before a dead statue. But in actual fact, I'm worshiping a living King. A a king of kings and a lord of lords. Jesus says, come back to your first love. Come back to that place where you fell in love with him again. You have to get that fire. This is what you need to understand. My job is not to keep the fire going. That's your job. Your job is to seek God for yourself. Where the people reject you, neglect you, come against you, that's besides the point. I love him. Listen, look at the screen. What does it say? It says Jesus. He's the only constant. People will change. Situations will change. But he remains the same. Yesterday, today, and forevermore. But this is, a, this is an urgency. This is an urgency. If he's not your first love, you're not going to be part of the, re of the remnant. My God. Lord, have mercy on Faith City. Have mercy on your people. Have mercy on your people. He says this is a loveless church. A loveless church is these people that they dress the path, but their hearts are far from God. He says these people, they worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. It's no good singing a song when your heart is filthy and far away from the Lord. You have to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. Come on, somebody. You're going to have to listen to me in another 15 minutes. Okay. This is what the Lord is saying to the church. The church has become loveless. Loveless. I've said this many a times. You can't love people unless you learn how to love God with all of your might. You can't be a sower unless you know how to love God. He said, what did you mean? Because then you understand my stuff is not my stuff no more. It's his stuff. This is why this church is not my church. It's not our church. It's his church. The loveless church. I have this against you. I have this against you. This is, this is what the Lord is saying. I've looked at everything that you're doing. Bang, here it is. You've turned your back from me. This is why Jesus says, if you touch the anointing, you put your hand in the plow to the kingdom and you look back, you will never inherit the kingdom of God. When you say yes to Jesus, it's not a, an FBI Christianity. Everything is undercover. Everything is undercover. No, you serve the Lord with all of your might, with all of your heart, with every ounce of your being. Can I go very deep? If you're still being invited to family parties and brides, people not of, of, of the faith, there's something wrong. If people stop inviting you, you have to know I'm doing something right. It's not because they don't like your face. It's because they can't stand the spirit in here. And we are not of this world. We are in this world, but not of this world. Come on, we are not of this world. 
Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Come on, give him a shout of praise. Then he goes on and he says, the second one is called the, the persecuted church. The persecuted church. I know your works, tribulations and poverty, but you are rich. Though the Bible says this church is rich. All right, these people that's got money. Now, to be rich doesn't, it's got nothing to do with what car you drive. Success is not measured in what house you live. Success is not measured what car you drive. Success is not what your pay slip looks at like at the end of the month. Success is to whom you belong. Your relationship with Jesus, that is success. So the Lord is speaking to the church. And by the way, the, the God is not condemning the rich church. People say that, oh, Jesus was poor when he came to earth. Listen, read your Bible. Jesus had a treasurer. If he didn't have money, why would he have a treasurer? Okay, it's quiet now. Oh, he was born in a manger and he, he, that's a subject for another day. It's wrong. The doctrine is wrong. Jesus didn't, listen, did you see the video where the church professes the pastor prayed Jesus down? And here's Jesus back in Crocs. Did you see it on the internet? The Jesus, I promise you, there's a church now, a pastor from South Africa, by the way, who's in a nation. And, and here's Jesus. They found Jesus because the pastor prayed Jesus down. And here's this Jesus figure, a white guy, beard, with the dress like Jesus, and in Crocs. And he's got a mic on his, on his face and he's dancing in the streets like a, Jesus is not coming back in crocs. People think that Jesus is coming back timidly. Oh, and poor. You've got a wrong mentality about Jesus. Oh my God. He comes back in glory and in power with the host of heaven. And you know what bugs my mind? The nut, the nuts that stands around him. Woo, Jesus. Hallelujah. Not Jesus. Wake up. God, God must help me. You know, the Bible says be angry and sin not. This is a holy anger. This is a holy anger because the church is busy with nonsense. Oh, I'm perfect. Locate me. Locate yourself. Locate me. Locate me. You're in church. I see you in church. Please tell me what my name is. Can somebody tell this guy who what his name is? He doesn't know who he is. Anybody? Anybody? No, nobody. <laughs> What's the church busy with? What's the church busy with? You are rich, and I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews. Christians, by the way. And they are not Christians, but they are a synagogue of Satan. Jesus is speaking about a church. He says, it's not a church. It's a synagogue of Satan. Now, money is not the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. If churches love money more than they love God, if I have to change my doctrine to serve you so that you can give me more money, I'm from the synagogue of Satan. Is someone listening to me? If I don't preach the truth, I'm from the synagogue, this is a synagogue of Satan, then it's not a church. Help me out. Because then it means we've got the money, but we don't have the truth. You know, when you die, I've heard a story about a multimillionaire that died, and he said to his wife, his last final wish was when he dies, that all of his money must go into the grave with him. So his wife wrote out a check when he died. 10 million rand, bang. Those who fly. Holy money. You're not going to take your money to heaven. You're not going to take your money to hell. You're not going to bribe somebody in hell. I know people. Not going to help you there. Where you're going, money cannot help you. Do you know why the Bible says that we're going to walk on the streets of gold? Because what we value on earth as such a great substance in heaven, we're going to walk on that. Imagine the worth of gold in heaven. 
that the Bible says you're going to walk on that which you think is value here, you're going to walk in heaven. My God. Come on, I want you to say hallelujah. 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 Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested and you will have tribulation. Ten days be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life. Now, what is the Lord saying to the people? You want to receive the crown of life? Be faithful. Be faithful. Not a part-time Christian. Not a Christian that goes to church every second Sunday or every other Sunday. Or Christians that goes to church when there's a funeral. He says you have to be faithful. Why is it quiet now? You have to... You have to shout it like you believe it. You have to be faithful with everything. Faithful with your time. Faithful, 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 faithful. Say, say with me, faithful. Come on, say faithful. But you know what? The problem is that James says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. So people jump churches. They go from church to church. You know, when, they, when, you, we, when you were in the world, there was a, the, a phrase that they speak about pub crawling. People go from pub to pub. They do church crawling. From church to church, and from church to church, and it's like succubuses, they suck you dry, and then on to the next, and, and oh, I'm offended here, and on to the next. Grow a pear. What is this about? He says, be faithful to the end. Not be faithful when you feel like that. Faithful to the end. So compromising church, number three. Thank God this will never be a compromising church. Thank God. Thank God, I'll rather offend you with truth than lie to you and see you go to hell one day. Hey, so do you believe in hell? Absolutely. Jesus taught more on hell than on heaven. Hell is not, not a, fairy, a fairy tale. If hell was a fairy tale, why did Jesus have to die such a cruel death to keep you out of hell? It's a compromising church. It's a compromising church. I know your works and where you dwell. Now, this is the deep one. The compromising church. I know your works. I know your works and where you dwell. You dwell where Satan's throne is. That's deep. This is the Bible. It says this church dwells where Satan's throne is. It means they serve the devil. They don't serve God. They serve the devil. Now, can I, can I give you a word out of the Bible? Verse 16. Repent or else I will come to you quickly. Do you know what this means? I will come to you quickly. You'll die. And I will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Who remembered, I prophesied, I said, we're living in the dispensation where preachers that will preach nonsense will die. People that will touch the anointing will die. Who remembered, I said, in churches like Acts chapter 5. We're living in that hour where the Lord says, I will fight against them. And I will release a sword to them. They will die. I'll come to them quickly. It means life, your candlestick will be removed from you. This is the church that compromises, compromises. If you go to a church and under that anointing you've never been challenged, it's not the gospel. It's not the gospel. Jesus challenged people. 5,000 left him. His own brothers didn't believe in him. His own disciples denied him. By the way, can I, can I preach? The difference between Peter and Judas. Peter had a bad day. Judas had a bad heart. Peter, you restore. Judas, you ask to leave. That's the difference between Peter and Judas. Peter had a bad day. Judas had just had a bad heart. Peter, you restore. Judas, you ask to leave. You don't compromise when it comes to the truth. I, I promise you, I'm honest before God. I have no friends. We have no friends because we don't compromise. People just, as long as we have friends, you don't need friends. You need the Holy Spirit. 
He's the greatest friend you could ever have. <laughs> I almost said something I shouldn't. So the next one, the corrupt church. The corruption. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. Now hear this. Because you allow that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. And hear this, I give her time to repent of her sexual immorality and she did not repent. Indeed, I will cast her into a sick bed. And those who commit adultery with her into the great tribulation unless they repent of their deeds. You know what the Bible is saying? Teachers that preaches the wrong stuff, he gives them time to repent. If not, he will cast them in a sick bed. It doesn't stop here. He says, then those who sit and listen to this nonsense will have the same issue coming to their lives. He says, the same thing that happens to that man or woman will come to you if you allow that nonsense. He says, you better repent of it. Same with the corrupt church. And the corrupt church, please again, it's not an entity. I'm speaking to you about a people. A people. You get people that's faithful. You get people that's corrupt. You get people in your midst that sit at Satan's throne. It's facts. So the Bible says, I will, I, will, I will put them on a deathbed. They will die. And then number five, the, the dead church. Say with me, the dead church. Remember therefore how you have received and heard. Hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief. And you will not know what hour I will come upon you. It's a church that just, you know what? They're stagnant. They're stagnant. They, can I say that in Afrikaans? It's like that. They sing, my soul, your prayer is gone. They don't even know, they're not even ready for, re for the return. This is why he says, you're dead. You're dead. Sometimes, this is last week I preached here, um, somebody died in the fifth row in the back. We called an ambulance. They had to take out the whole church to get to the right person. The dead church. God says, I'm not the God of the dead. I'm the God of the living. I'm the God of the living. I have decided my circumstances will not dictate my outcome. I've decided those who leave will not <laughs> dictate my outcome. I've decided those who stay will not decide my outcome. Come on, I'm the head and not the tail. My, the, the, seed, the seed in me, upon me, has the power and the potential to crush every devil that comes against me. And against you, are you hearing me? The dead church. Then the faithful church. Say with me, faithful church. The faithful church, this is what the Lord says. I, I know your works. I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. For you have little strength, have kept my word, and have not denied my name. You have kept my word. You've preached the truth. You have not denied my name. You are not an FBI agent. You've, you've surrendered your life. You've surrendered your time. I'm well pleased. Do you want to hear God says, go away, I never knew you? Or you want to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant? Then he goes on to the lukewarm church. And I promise you, that's the biggest concern in the church today. is the lukewarm Christians. Lukewarm Christians. I know your works that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. This scripture proves a fact. Going to church every Sunday is not going to get you saved. He says you can, be, you can be cold or you can be hot. But because you're lukewarm, this means that... You're a Christian, but you're not on fire. You're not on fire. So you go to church when you feel like it. You know you soothe yourself. Oh, luckily I've been in church. Thank God. And the whole week I live like I want to. You know, there's no, 
nothing that moved me to change. He says, you're a bad, you're a bad taste in my mouth. I'll vomit you out. Say with me, lukewarm church. The church of Jesus should not be lukewarm. The church of Jesus should be on fire. On fire. The church of Jesus should not be offended. The church of Jesus, listen, if God blesses you with a business and your business becomes more important than God, God will take away that business. He will bring you to your knees. Your business is not about God. Well, my business feeds me. That's if, if your business feeds you, I feel sorry for you for the time that's coming. Your business is not feeding you. God is feeding you. He's the source of your supply. He supplies every need. If you think your business supplies you and supports you and feeds you, let me quickly tell you, the financial difficulty that's coming on planet Earth, around the world, is going to hit this world in such a way. Look at our nation of South Africa. How, how big of a percentage, more than 10 million people, jobless jobless and you think that your job feeds you my god you have to be on fire for the lord because a church that's on fire for god will have no lack no need the bible says in the book of isaiah even before they call i will answer them while they still speaking i will hear them that's a church on fire for the lord just before you call before you open your mouth to say lord i have a need he says i will answer you Make sure to download our Podbean. If you've been listening to our Podbeans, we want to encourage you to become a patron of our Podbean. Support us to preach this gospel to the ends of the earth. We appreciate you.